Yo, what's going down? You know what I mean? It's California's <laughs> finest podcast. You know what I mean? Introducing Nico J, my nigga Indecent Decor, a.k.a. Isaiah. I'm a nigga 3D from Oak Lee. You know what I mean? Doing his thing, getting love from the OGs. You know, when uh, we're here to present to y'all some great fire-ass content. You know, Mark's doing this fire-ass producing shit. And check his T-shirt, too. You know what I mean? Go, co- go copy some nice-ass merch. 3D, 3-3 on some real shit. I got one, too. I got one in black with the blue writing. So, you know, that shit is hella, 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 hella hot. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, let's start this motherfucking podcast, you know what I mean? To make y'all all laugh. Okay. Yeah, that's what's up right there. You already know he introduced me as 3D. And so we want to uh, let y'all know we appreciate all y'all tuning in and, you know, sharing yep. our notes. We get a lot of love lately. You know, everybody <laughs> been cracking the fuck up saying, you know, this how amazing, <laughs> you know, this shit is. So we, you know, we love to bring it to y'all. But um, one topic we want to talk about today is um, what you would call it, um, favorite colors. You know what I mean? What influenced you to have that favorite color? What did you grow up seeing it a lot? Is it something that you developed into? Because I don't know a lot of people, their favorite colors is like, you know, it depends on the season. Some people like it because it complements their outfits. We're going to just do this real briefly. So my favorite color is blue. Obviously, I'll probably see my background is blue. You know, everything, most of the things I do is blue. You know, it just so happened to be like that. What about y'all? So my favorite color is black. Um, I've, uh, I've seen a lot of, I like darker colors, especially black because, you know, I don't know why I like black. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know, another reason. I just like the color because I feel like it fits my skin. You know what I'm saying? As a young black man, as a young light-skinned black man that looks like, apparently looks like Bruno Mars and shit. Hmm, Somebody told you that you look like Bruno Mars? Yeah, some white lady today walked up to me and said, hey, uh, did anybody ever tell you you look like Bruno Mars? Hey, listen, bro. Man, listen, nigga, she was trying to run game, trying to get some room. Exactly, you know, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Nigga, she's trying to run game. She wants that young me, 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 You know what I mean? That That's what she wanted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, now my favorite color is, uh, or favorite colors are uh, black, blue, white, red, silver, and uh, purple. Well, and why are they my favorite colors? They look, huh? I said, why did they, uh, you already was answering. Go ahead. Uh, no, but they're my favorite colors because they, uh, they look hella fire on clothing. Uh, any, any piece of clothing, any article of clothing, uh, they look cool and great on designs and shit. They look great on cars. They look great on, uh, you know, pretty much anything, you know what I mean? It, it looked good on me. So that's the reason why those, those are my favorite colors. Right, right. Okay. The topic. Who is somebody that people say that you look like or favor a little bit? You know, like famous people, celebrities, whoever. Who's somebody that people tell you, oh, yeah, you know, you look like, you know what I mean? Oh, man. Man, you know what? Y'all gonna laugh at this, but. <laughs> but uh, Y'all gonna laugh, but. Uh... All throughout high school, or, or at least my sophomore year, I've been told that I look like a uh, Earl Sweatshirt. And, okay, uh, Earl Sweatshirt. Earl Sweatshirt. I've been so. I don't know if y'all watched that one TV show, uh, All American. All American. One, like, 
Yeah, they they said oh Spencer, that's his name. Spencer. They they keep calling me Spencer from like, you know, uh from All American and shit. I don't really see it. Ah, uh, nigga. I don't really see it though, nigga. I don't really see it, but I've been told that like my last Just year. Just a high little school. bit, a, a, a tad. I don't I don't see it though, nigga. I do comparison, nigga. I don't, I don't really see that shit. But uh I mean shit. Fuck it. But uh yeah, so Earl Sweatshirt and Spencer from All American. Uh And then y'all gonna laugh at this too, nigga. My family in Long Beach on the west side, nigga, they say, boy, you look just like your daddy. You know, you know what I mean? I've been hearing that shit for the past fucking yeah. 14, 15 years, man. Well, like, that's somebody oh, you're supposed to look like, nigga. That's your yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that. I mean, that's, even though he's not a celebrity, though, but, but that's that's just someone that, you know, I look like a lot. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, but I'm gonna pass it on to y'all niggas, man. Who, 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 who do people tell you that you look like? Famous. Famous Isaiah, you go, Nick. Well, I had I had oh, you already said Bruno at, Mars, huh? I already <laughs> said Bruno Mars, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really look like any I think it's the afro, to be honest with you. I think it's the fur or some shit. But you know damn well I don't look like Bruno Mars. I don't know. And then somebody said I look Ethiopian today. You kinda do. You gotta yeah, you kinda do. You yeah. dead ass. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean you really do though. You know you really do look Ethiopian. No, it's funny. <laughs> I ain't seen Bruno Mars in a minute, so I, I don't really even know. I don't know what happened I remember to Bruno, Bruno Mars. Mars first just came disappeared, out a bit. bro. Huh? So I remember what? when Bruno Mars first came out in like 2010. Around that time, that's what I think I remember. Around 2010. He came out yeah. with Grenade, and everybody was talking about have you or and then the Lazy song. It was a Lazy song and Grenade. No, that was a, a billionaire. Remember, uh, that's when uh, he first came out. Be a billionaire, so <laughs> is that when he first came out? Yeah, that, that, that had to be the first song because I didn't because that's the first uh, I think Bruno Mars song or whatnot that uh, uh that I heard, and then I started to uh get more into Bruno Mars. And it was like a uh, grenade after that, and it was also uh, the lazy song. So I think billionaire might have been the first song. I could be wrong, but that's the first song I recall hearing of. Shit, nigga, I recall hearing it was either the lazy song or grenade. But everybody was, you see that new Bruno Mars guy? Oh my god, it was such a dope video. He had the Man. piano, you know what I mean? But yeah, that, that video, nigga, don't go outside like that, nigga. Yeah, don't. Yeah, nigga, that, that was some bullshit. Man, I know I was only six years old when I seen that, but even I knew back then. I'm like, hell no, nigga, I ain't never a bitch gonna have to, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, God, <nigga. laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, um, I'm gonna keep it real. I got like two people now. You already said your dad. Well, I'm supposed to kind of look like mine. People tell me like, nigga, you look just like your dad. But some people at school when I was like a little younger, you know. They be like, oh, nigga, you look like Tupac. Everybody said, nigga, you look oh, like yeah. Tupac. You look like Tupac. And then I'm like, okay. I ain't really see it, but, you know, a lot of motherfuckers would tell me, you look like Tupac. And then my mama and a few people I know be like, nigga, you look like Kobe Bryant. When you hit a certain angle, nigga, you look like Kobe Bryant. You look like Kobe Bryant, you know? Now you look like Pac, bro. And, uh, you look those, like... Yeah. Those is two that I got just be growing up and being alive. Motherfucker be like, you look like X, Y, Z. You look like him. You know, yeah. shit like that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's that's like two I got right there. Okay. 
Um, see, I feel that for sure. Man, what what is <laughs> y'all gonna knock your ass off? <laughs> All right, what is if you if you don't mind telling, if you don't mind getting explicit and dirty, smurdy, you know what I mean? Nigga, this is a California finest motherfucking podcast. What we got to do? All right, fuck it. This nigga got a nuts on the news right now. All right, what is the dirtiest thing you ever did to a bitch? The dirtiest, nastiest thing you ever did to a bitch. It's okay. You really going to ask me this, too, and I'm, yeah, trying, to, yes, I'm trying to change I'm my life you. to Christ. I'm asking you. Just because you a man of God don't mean you can't be nasty with the bitches. No, I'm playing. Hey, I'm a man. Of, hey, I'm a man of God and the universe, nigga. I still gonna <laughs> be raw and, and give it to a yeah. bitch before marriage and all that. Yeah, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. I feel like... Can I go first? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh yeah, first. most definitely, yeah. nigga. Yeah. I done fucked the bitch in front of her parents. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember. Nigga, what? I done finger fuck. I've been yeah. finger fucked the bitch. I done finger fucked the bitch in front of her dad and her friend. Did they yeah. see you finger fucking her? Like she knew the friend, off. the friend knew, the friend knew that I was finger fucking her. Uh-huh. What about the parents though? Did they know? Her dad knew some shit. I know her dad knew. How old was y'all? We was in seventh grade. Damn. Hmm. That was young and fucking. Both of y'all. <laughs> yeah, nigga. Damn, nigga. I ain't even touch a pussy yet in seventh grade. I had a. I fingered a bitch in in class once. Oh man. Most I've I've done it multiple on multiple occasions. Y'all think I'm lying? No, nigga, I'm nobody think you lying. We think you're telling I'm, the truth. We just saying. I'm nigga, telling you, talking to viewers. I'm telling the viewers. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Oh, you know they if, love you. know all the hoes love you. And those two, three, four, five people, those bitches, <laughs> if y'all watching this, you know. Sock mm. it to me. All right, Mark. <laughs> hey, 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 Mark, you go next. Man, look. The dirtiest oh. thing, man. Listen, I can't. Oh, listen, no. listen. Hey, hey, no, no. Hey, 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 hey. Y'all, these niggas, they already know, nigga. Don't. Ah, hey. <laughs> oh, nigga, don't, don't do me like that. Oh, man, it's gonna be a whole laundry list of shit, man. It's gonna be a whole oh, laundry list. I'm not done. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Seventh grade, I was with my friends. It was a couple of kids and this bitch. I'm not gonna mention her name, but if she, you know. Watch it. Watch this. I think it's the California Finders podcast. Say that name. <laughs> look, 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 look. I, I want to get the jizz of it. So we was in a jacuzzi, bro. And mm. I, I was just eating her shit, bro. Like, I was I'm going not. underneath, underwater. And you motherfuckers right on top. And they didn't know. They did not fucking know. Go, I go under, right? I'm just eating her shit. I ain't mad at that. Nigga, you eating a bitch pussy underwater? Yeah. Hey, that's dope. Yo, that's dope. I never thought of that. While, bro, while her What about friend, all that water my, in your mouth? Yeah, and, and look, bro, this, this is the crazy part. These niggas, they didn't know that I was eating her out, bro. They thought I was just messing around, you know, underwater, bro, because of bubbles and not, shit. I was actually bro, eating her pussy bro. out. I'm being dead serious. As you underwater, come up to breathe, nigga. Like Got gills, nigga. How'd you come up to breathe? I came up to breathe like a couple <laughs> times, but then she she used to grab my head and put me underwater. 
Mm-hmm. This was in seventh grade, bro. I was doing all that nasty shit before y'all. That's why you fucked up now. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah. I ain't mad at that, niggas. And then, <clears throat> who else? Oh, yeah, I got some head on the third story at school. Oh, Rancho? Yeah. You bust a nut <laughs> nigga on campus? Maybe. No, I ain't no motherfucking maybe, nigga. Did you do it? Nah, man, he did yeah, it. Yeah, I did it, nigga. He said, man. Yeah, nigga. Hey, I don't know why, nigga. Head. When you bust another school, it's just like, ha, ah, man. It's just all refreshing, that, bro. All yeah, that stress. Just, nigga, I was looking at the mountain, too, bro. Third story next to the uh, A buildings. Third story looking at the mount- mountains while the bitch was sucking my dick. That had to be peaceful and so Yeah, fucking. it had to be peaceful. Man. The sun was going down. There was a football game that day. Oh, yeah, that's peaceful. Oh yeah, very peaceful. Like Larry oh, June yeah, and the saying. Yeah, it's like some fucking creating paradise. Yeah, that yeah, two sure would be happy about that. He'd be proud of you for that. You know what, man? Uh man, it's just it's it's so crazy because I remember, you know, when you get head at school, it like it just refreshes your day. It makes you like, you know what? Yeah, man, all that motherfucking stress I didn't bullshit I didn't went through. It was worth it. I, I'm getting for real. Man. <laughs> I had a bitch, I had a bitch, I had a bitch rub my cock. <laughs> Why you saying like that? You're like, nigga, are you a white boy, nigga? Like, I had a bitch rub my cock. They're right next it. to the principal's office. We was in the principal. We was um, we was chilling, and she, we was chilling, and viewers, viewer discretion. Well, never, not really, but we had. So it was me and this bitch, right, and chilling, and she says she horny, right. I'm like, okay, bet, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm over here, and then she come up, she come up to me. <laughs> she come up to me, right? And she start, you know, hugging me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I should have took it, I should have took it even further. But then my mom came up like oh, it, it was like a good five minutes, bro. I was mad as fuck. Mark. <laughs> you know you know where the, the uh principal's office entrance is, right? Where right there. Right there, the glass window. We was at the glass window. I don't know if the lady was seeing, watching us and shit, but yeah. there was a big ass plant and shit. And I had my back against the wall, and the bitch was just rubbing my shit, just just hands all over and wall. shit, saying, "Oh, you like that?" And I was like, "Damn, bitch, you nasty ass bitch." You know what I'm saying? And there were people right next to us. There were like there were like a couple of sophomores right next to us, bro. And I knew they was looking. I was just rubbing her shit, and then my mom comes, and we was going to take her to the bathroom. And then my mom comes. I was like, "Fuck, bro!" I was Man. mad. I was very mad. All right, Mark, you can continue. Sorry for interrupting. Man, it's all good. You didn't told your whole motherfucking sexual history, oh. nigga. That's it. There's, no, no. That, there's more. There's more. There's a lot. Oh, there's more. Shit, oh, nigga. Oxy ass nigga. Oh, oxy clean ass nigga. But wait, but I. I, I'm putting that right there. But wait, there's more. Wait, there's more. Hey, you know what's funny though, man? Look, I don't know. I, I ain't going to tell everything, but like the dirtiest, freakiest shit. Might as well man, say. I don't even know, dog, because there's so much shit I done did. But I can't tell y'all the worst, nigga. That's, that's... Just, 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 just keep it in chronological order if you can. 
<laughs> man, if I tell you the, the most, you know, outlandish thing I did, motherfuckers will probably put me on the hit list or something, nigga. Like, I'll be on America's Most Wanted. And this is not, this is, this is, this ain't nothing like weird or nothing like that. Like, you know, anything illegal. It was just so fucking freaky. You know what I mean? To the point to where motherfuckers mostly wouldn't do no shit like that. And it wasn't none of that, you know, sideways shit. You know what I mean? I already know this story, bro. Hold on. We know the story. Just say it. It's a time. I ain't going to say. I'm going to say this right here. The most, one of the most primal, not even primal, I should say, one of the things I done did. Ah shit, man! I done did so many things, but I'm just gonna say this one real quick. This is this is one of the top five, okay? One of the top five, okay? One of the top five. So I'm chilling with this girl, right? We in her backyard. Mm. Now you know she black and everything. Y'all know I like the black girls, you know what I mean? But you know, you know, you know how I get down. I, I like them all, but you know something about them black girls, man. I don't know. And uh, <laughs> so we chilling. It's a nice summer day. Got on my Marshawn Lynch Raider, uh, you know, jersey. I'm feeling good. Nigga had an afro then, hair, you know, in the sun. Real black yep, spiritual yep, shit. Yep, yep, And so all of a sudden, my dick is harder than 10 pounds of concrete. You know what I mean? And so I'm looking at it like this. Like, I'm going to get something. You know what I mean? I didn't came all the way over here, bitch. You out here looking right. at me. This whole time, I'm supposed to sit here and act like, you know, I don't like you that much, that we just friends. Okay, cool. I'll show you some just friends, all right. So, <laughs> you know, she can't, she wearing something to wear, you know, she, I could have bent her over and went inside the, you know, pussy and all that, but I said, mm. no, nah, bitch, you want to act like we just friends. I'm going to take it up a notch. And I done fucked around and... You know, I was playing with her shit for a minute. We were standing up. Now, she in front of me, right? Now, she's facing that way. Now, the, the situation we in is that we had a gate. Her her parents is in the house behind me, right? And they all in the house, you know, probably wondering where she at. Her parents real strict and old and, you know, fucked up in the brain. So, you know, they, they looking at their daughter like, huh, huh, what's going on? What's going on? So, you know, she acting like she walking me to my car or my mama car, you know, to pick me up. My mama wasn't there yet. We had some time to kill. Yeah. And so cool. So we, and instead of waiting in the front, because you know if we try to do something in the front, nigga, everybody gonna see it. So we go to the back. And so now we in the back, but we ain't back there. We in like the smidge where it's kind of private. And so she looking that way, I'm looking that way. Now ain't nothing in front of us but a garage where some motherfuckers might enter, right? Yeah. So I couldn't take her shit all the way down because if somebody come around. Then they're going to see she went all the way down there to pick it up. So I just, you know, take it down just a little bit. The asshole was available to me. I can see it, you know. <laughs> and so I say, fuck it. Yeah. This bitch want to play with me. I checked it, made sure everything was qualified. Mm. Nigga, I slid that motherfucker. And, you know, after her giving me a little bit of head, I made her give me a little bit of head real quick to lubricate it. And, nigga, I bust her shit open in her ass, nigga. You know what I mean? And I'm just fucking her in the ass and shit, you know, making her spit on the shit so, you know, put, put her lubrication on it, you know, because you're going to need a lot of lube if you're fucking a bitch in the ass. So she keeps spitting on it, and I'm stroking on her, you know what I mean? And I'm just fucking her in the ass. I'm like, damn, and the shit actually's feeling good, you know what I mean? Like, I'm fucking this bitch. And so we both standing up, you know what I mean? And I'm doing this motion right here, right? We both standing up. I'm like, <laughs> ah, 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 yeah. you know what I mean? And, uh, motherfucking, uh, her... I, all of a sudden, right, she 
you said I and I'm like, well, this feel good for me too. Shit, you know what I mean? Her motherfucking parents are, you know, they 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 strict. And so I'm looking at it like, okay, I gotta hurry this motherfucker up. I ain't finna just, you know, not bust, nigga. I'm a bus. And so, nigga, I went. And so I'm finna bust. She's like, I should get back to my parents. I'm like, nah, stay here. Stay here. I'm almost done. And nigga, I busted a fat ass. And I swear to God, that shit was leaking all out her ass and shit. Shit was leaking all down her leg. It was motherfucking gruesome. It looked like motherfucking a sperm bank just in her ass. You know what I mean? This bitch is looking like, for real, looking like a Twinkie in this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Busted open. You know what I mean? And yeah. so all of a sudden, as soon as I bust my nut, uh, I, I gotta cut oh, that down. As no. so, soon as I bust my nut, I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna beep that part out. Oh, okay. Added. As soon as I bust my nut, yeah. As soon as I bust my nut, all I hear is, "Uh," oh, you know, it was her name. I ain't gonna say her name, but uh. Oh. And so they said her name, and all of a sudden, nigga, I got up out that motherfucker, nigga. I, even though I busted the nut, nigga, I turned to motherfucking ghost and just vanished in that motherfucker. Ah! And I saw my mom coming. Right, and so I said, "Perfect, my motherfucking getaway driver." Nigga, I hit that motherfucking yeah. passenger seat. I hit that passenger seat. I said, "Mom, let's go to McDonald's. Go." Wow. And nigga, we went to McDonald's, and I ordered a gang of food. And my mom was like, "Nigga, why you, why you was coming to the car like that?" I said, "I'll tell you when you get older." So, Mama, I know you watch all the podcasts. You know I love you. you know that's what was happening <laughs> that day. You know, when I got that <laughs> badass pain, pineapple mango smoothie and all the motherfucking, oh, uh, yeah. you that's know, good. how to get that Big Mac. Not Big Mac, quarter pounder, two of them. It's twenty piece nuggets, you know, fat nigga shit. Damn, nigga, the fuck you was grubbing after grubbing after fucking. Nigga. I had to because I ain't eat all day and I busted a fat one. You got to look at it from my point of view. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the freakiest things I ever did, nigga. I busted all up in her ass, nigga. And after that, bitch wanted me to fuck her in the ass all the time. She like, yeah, take it out, put it in both. I'm like, damn. Damn, nigga. Shit. Put my thumb in her ass and shit. I'm talking, you know what I mean. <laughs> Man, I ain't gonna blame you. Yeah, but anyway, that's one of the freakiest things I done did. Ryan, yeah, I, I, don't get us banned off air, nigga, but go. And I'm gonna do it like this. Hey, Ryan, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it was during uh, it was during the year of uh, 2020, right? And uh, my mom was about to leave, right? And I was meeting up with this one uh, older woman, this one Asian bitch. I was 17, right? And uh, um, Noah was still at the house, right? And my mom left. I don't know where she was going. But I'm like, waiting for my mom to leave. I'm like, yo, hurry up. Come on. Like, go. Hurry up. Like, this is going to be here any minute. And then uh, um, my mom finally leaves. And mind you, she had the alarm on, right? Like, you know, like the ADT shit, she had the alarm on. And so I'm like, fuck, like, the motherfucking alarm's on, right? So, so if I, so if I leave, then my ass is grass, like, like a hot summer day, nigga. So, I text my mom. I tell her, "Hey, can you disarm the alarm? I'm finna go in the garage and work out." She's like, "All right, fine, whatever." And so, the alarm is off. And so I sneak out the back, go to the garage door, right? And then I go around the house. I hop the motherfucking brick wall, and the Asian bitch is here, right? And uh, um, when I tell you, nigga. We went straight to it, nigga. Like, bro, like, I whipped my shit out, nigga. She got the towels ready. Like, nigga, she had blue towels, nigga. Like, nigga, I just whipped my shit out, nigga. She got the lubricant, nigga. She got the baby oil. Started stroking my shit, nigga. And, like, nigga, when I tell you, I came so many motherfucking times. Nigga, nigga, listen, I don't give a fuck, nigga. Whoever's watching this, nigga, 
She gave me a foot job, nigga. I busted so many gooey louis, nigga, like Stewie, nigga. I busted so many fucking nuts. Like, like, nigga, like, like, nigga, she grabbed my dick and she put it in between her toes and shit, nigga. She was just going crazy bananas, nigga. Like, bro, it was like some fucking, fucking freak shit. I swear on my life, nigga. I swear to God up and down, nigga. She did some nasty shit to a nigga. She was spitting on a nigga and she was just doing all this. Like, she was just kicking my balls and shit, you know what I mean? Playing with my balls and juggling them and whatnot. Man, she was just on some aggressive, nasty shit, and I loved it. And I don't regret one minute of it, man. She gave me a mean ass foot job and whatnot. Just some nasty, freaky shit to a nigga. I busted so many loads, nigga. Shit. <laughs> nigga. And she told me, oh my God, I just got my car clean. I'm like, well, shit, I cleaned it again. She had blue towels ready for a nigga. And I was like, one of the greatest moments of my life. I was 17 in 2020, my nigga. During, like during the peak of the pandemic, nigga. I gave her a peak of my pandemic, nigga, for real. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, it wasn't freaky things. It was do some freaky things. Uh. Head, head, to her, head to her car and do some freaky motherfucking things. Uh. Yeah, and you know what? Y'all can tell this nigga real sincere and serious about that story, too, because this nigga Man. been talking loud the whole Man, time. When I he said that God. shit, nigga went, oh, nigga, I was... Uh... <laughs> I swear to God, like, nigga, and if this Asian bitch, this Asian woman watches this shit right now, nigga, oh, my God, I want another one of those foot jobs. The next time, give me give me whatever job and shit, nigga. I need to be employed. Oh! You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> You know what I mean? But she, like, it was, like, real, like, you know, she, and, nigga, I recall, too, because she was playing Faith Evans, too. I'm like, oh, shit, this bitch love R&B, too, like me. Oh, this bitch a freak trying to get <laughs> it's Faith Evans, you know what I mean, playing some, as soon as I get home. I'm like, oh, shit. Like nigga, I already knew what time it was, nigga. And it was so good, nigga. I like, nigga, I like, nigga. When I tell you, I was like, do 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 do. I busted so many fucking nuts, nigga. And she was like, oh my god, she was backing up each time. Each nut was busted. <laughs> I swear to God, nigga. Like, right, like I'm gonna she keep was it just... real, but can I ask you a question? Hey, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Did you do it like you was used to it, nigga? <laughs> I swear to God, I did. And then, like, um, and then when I whipped it out, like before I started busting, nigga, like I whipped it out, and she, you know, baby oiled my shit, right? She's like, she's like, uh, are you a virgin? I'm like, no. And she's like, I figured. And I'm like, damn, bitch, like you ask me this type of question, you see, you know, I got a big ass dick. She know how I'm working, you know what I mean? You know how I'm working, and soon you will be jerking, you know what I mean? That's how that went down. I bullshit you not. It was a great story, and uh, um, you know, I plan on seeing her again, you know, real, real, real soon. Especially when I'm famous with y'all niggas, man. You know, uh, and for future reference, nigga, when it comes to the tour bus, nigga, I'm gonna need that shit for at least 12 hours, nigga. It's, it's gonna be me and her and Jill Scotty, and you know who else, man. So it's gonna be uh, uh, occupied for you know for half a day. You know, nigga, what you mean? just need your own tour bus, then, nigga. Me and Isaiah, we gonna have our tour bus, and you got nut, your tour bus, aka nut, the fuck nut, bus, all over the fucking walls and shit. For real, like, all over the, all the fucking shit. couch and shit, <laughs> fucking holes and shit. I come oh, in that it. motherfucker, I'll be like, you nasty motherfucker. I ain't going to go in your shit, nigga. I ain't even going to go in I'll there. I'll be scared of the motherfucker. <laughs> probably dead bodies in, the, in your fucking closet. All these sex toys. Probably, nigga probably got a sex dungeon and shit. Fucking chains on the bed. Nigga, nigga. A like, fucking like, whip. Bitch, nigga probably using yeah. it. Nigga probably had a hammer and shit for a bitch to beat his balls and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? Fucking high Forever. heels with some fucking spikes yeah. and shit. This nigga got bitches in the back saying, "Can I leave now? Can I go home?" Like, damn, Ryan, you putting bitches on blade on a blade now? Like, it's like, like water. water. 
thirsty. You know what I mean? But listen, though. I remember that SpongeBob episode when I think about that water got bitches like that. Oh, God. Somebody somebody called Pastor Chuck, recorded Hellraiser, fucking Jill Scott in the back of a tour bus. Is me and exactly. me and 3D smoking Dutchess, feeling like Big L punching these punchlines, giving niggas concussions. Exactly, nigga. Exactly and that's on like the new that. mixtape that he'll have. New mixtape, new mixtape, but uh, no, but yeah, no, um, transit. Let's transition. We we, we fucking up the airways. Before we transition, I want to say one thing though for future episodes. So, you know, with all that being said, right, in terms of me doing all that nasty shit, uh, just expect me to be three hours late to our shows and our events. Motherfucker. That's why ain't nobody gonna want to see you, nigga. Like every time this nigga come perform, he always late, clothes fucked up, looking like he just did some freaky things. Uh. Freaky things. Uh, I'll go ahead though. Nigga, come <laughs> out, come on the stage with a fucking, uh, what's it called? Fuck. Nigga, come out with the stage with a white t-shirt and it's all fucking stained out. You got bitch nuts <laughs> all I used to over hate the that. place. I'm Nick- gonna be vulnerable yeah. right now, nigga. Remember, remember when you be fucking a bitch and then you you get through with, it, especially when you're wearing a nice white shirt like me right here, you know, 3D. Yeah, but uh. When you uh, when you be fucking a bitch, especially when you got like a white or black shirt or any shirt really, and some of that residue or whatever it is a do gets on your motherfucking shirt. Oh my god, nigga! I used to have to man, I used to carry a water bottle. Me, me and a few bitch, we be fucking around right at the school, and she'll she'll swallow the nut in a little bit, kind of shoot out her mouth, or maybe I'm fucking her from the back, or like ply say the bike. I'm fucking her from the bike, and you know. Uh, you know, some little, some, some shit, you know what I mean? Get on you. And you like, man, you know what I mean? I got to walk around school with this shit. You know what I mean? Try to wipe, wipe it off a little bit. Start bringing some baby wipes in. Fuck that. Man. <laughs> but yeah, um, what you gonna call it? We got a question of the day from, uh, what you gonna call it? My nigga and, you know, relative. I believe he my cousin. I'm not sure. You know what I mean? I hate to, uh, you know, be mistaken on these things. My fault. But uh, think either uncle, cousin, or something like that. Um, uh, my nigga name on Instagram is Cash Blue, otherwise known in the family as Pooh Bear. And uh, my nigga asked us. He said, "What is your recording process like? You know what I mean? And how do you come up with the shit? And like, what what what's your you know what's your get down when it comes to the recording?" And I'm going to look at the actual question so I don't have to paraphrase, but that was his main question. So I'm going to pass it to my nigga Ryan. Uh, what's your process like? Oh, so my process, uh, you know, when I'm about to record a song, what I do is that I uh, open FL Studio. I go to uh, I go to options, go to input, then I go to uh, I drag my beat in the FL Studio. And then I uh, go to the mixer, choose whatever channel I want to record in. Then I go to Edison and start fucking recording. Uh, and before I start recording, I want to, you know, sit down with the beat for at least 10 to 15 minutes to get a feel for it and get a vibe for it. Then I'll automatically jump in. And as far as, like, punching in and punching out or whatnot, I don't really do that. I'll just, like, uh, I make sure I'll have enough breath for for a certain verse. And then when it comes to the hook, I'll take a break and then do the hook and then you know the whole process will will, uh, will repeat. So it's kind of simple. It's not too complex or too hard. Okay, what about you, Indecent? Shit, I just go all in. To be honest with you, open up FL Studio, um, 
sometimes <laughs> I have you know, problems, you know, I'll re-listen to it because I got a list and I'll try and, you know, correct that shit. Um, I'll usually hit it in like 20 to maybe 50 takes, you know what I'm saying? And I'll, you know, save that shit and put that, put that shit in my hard drive. My writing, though, my pen game, I like to take my time, you know. I like to take time and, you know, perfect it. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever I think about, you know, think of a bar, I'll put it down. You know what I'm saying? Like, it take for me, you know, because I'm going through a lot of shit right now. Like, I got a lot of shit going on um, with my mind mentally. I'm trying to get my mental health right. But once my mind's fully open, you know, I really think about some dope shit, maybe an alliteration, triple entendre, double. Um, I'm and trying to, to learn. Cut you off right now, but the question was, what's your favorite process of creating a song? So I just want to put that out there. If, if y'all already said your favorite process and, you know, keep going, that's your answer. Oh, yeah. but, you know, just, yeah. And um, my favorite, my really, my favorite is just going, you know, all out on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, just spitting it out. You know, that's what the fuck I like, you know. Um, I'm still trying to figure everything out, but it's fun overall. It's fun as hell. Just be dope and creative. As long as you dope, creative with your shit, you can do anything, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, if you if y'all really want to get into this shit, you know, it, you can have a lot of fun when man or woman you know what i'm saying it's yes it's a lot of work you know i'm just now starting this shit you know we're all just now we're all starting it we're all getting like trying to figure shit out you know um but yeah it's fucking incredible you know get get into hear yourself you know and see what you can do and what you can fucking create is endless the endless creativity you can do it, your voice, your vocals, us as human beings, you know, and hearing, you know, hearing uh, all these types, different types of sounds, different types of frequencies and shit. Um, it's beautiful. Music is a beautiful thing. Once you know how to, like, once you learn how to record, go to the studio, rap, the, rap your fucking ass off, tell a fucking story. You know, you start to really understand yourself. You know what I'm saying? Telling your story to people or making something so fucking dope and creative and also being prolific. You know what I'm saying? And also being recall, recall, but also not, 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 not cutting you off though, not the dragon, but also when you first start recording, you may or you may or may not hate your voice. But when I started recording, even asked Mark, I fucking hated my voice. Like, so you Man. may hate your voice. You will hate your voice. Trust me. You will hate man. it. Man, oh man. Man, when I first just started. Some... Go ahead, Isaiah. My bad. Go ahead. Just some editing, you know. You can edit your voice, you know. Um, that's what I really want to learn is to edit my voice. Sometimes I hate my voice because I have a lisp and I'm trying to get rid of it. You know, I was, you know, I got an overbite and shit. But an overbite hey, or underbite. I got overbite. My teeth, my front teeth goes over my bottom teeth. Okay. 
Yeah, but you know what I realized though? Um, I'm gonna answer the question, but I just want to piggyback off what you just said. Um, the the distinct things that we might call errors or things that we don't like. I hate to sound corny, but sometimes those right there be the things right that make us sound like us, make us sound unique. You know what I mean? Like your overbite or your lisp. That might be some like right like that Corday YBN or what was it? YBN Corday, but I think he just Corday now. Um. Mm-hmm. He has a list, and like that's one of his things. Like when he come on, you know, and Biggie sounding like an overweight nigga on the microphone, sounding like he can't breathe hardly. That's one of his things, you know, being Big slow pun. with the rhyming. Big pun, uh, you know, uh, G Perico has a high pitch voice. Yeah, you know, shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so that's one of the things. A lot of people, when I first heard G Perico, I went to the comments and I heard motherfuckers saying he whining on the beat. Nobody trying to hear a motherfucking skinny ass nigga, little nigga whining on the beat. And you know, acting hard, but G Perico, one of my favorite artists, you know what I mean? Um, so I'm saying, like, all these little things because I'm gonna keep it real, I got problems. Shit. When I, I can't say certain words, like, I don't know if I'm tongue tied or I got a lazy tongue, but like, sometimes when I was trying to rap, I go, but yeah, you know what I mean? And then I, you might hear some of my songs, you might think that nigga didn't say that whole word, he said a little bit of that word, but I learned to not give a fuck. If I'm going to fuck up a word, I'm going to fuck up a word because that's just how I naturally talk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to have, you know, that's what makes me me. And so one thing, touched. yeah, and you know what's funny? When I first started rapping, I hated my voice a little bit because I thought I sounded weird. And my voice has changed a lot. You know, I started to like my voice when I first started rapping eventually. You record enough, you start to like it. Like, okay, nigga, I don't give a fuck what it is, nigga. This is me, and I love hearing myself expressed on this beat or anything. But then my voice started changing, and my voice is still changing. Sometimes you might hear me on here and be like, damn, that nigga sound different. Yeah, you know, because we very young. You know, your voice going to always change when you this age. You know, even when you get older, the older you get, your voice going to change. They say, and this ain't being music theoretical or nothing, but they say the voice, human voice, is the mo- least is out of all the instruments is the most inconsistent because it's always changing. Your voice might be cool this day on this put in, and then your voice might change a little bit the next day or earlier in the day. Your voice might be different, and then later in the day it's different. You know, um, one thing I'll say, man, you know, my voice has changed a whole lot, and I learned to get comfortable with it again. You know, it got a lot deeper. Like, when y'all first hear my shit, it sounds more nasally. It sounds more kiddish-like. But then you might hear something later and be like, okay, this nigga voice and change got a little wider or something, you know? I used to kind of sound, you know, like that. I don't know. I don't know how to I don't know how to do my old voice again, but it's a little more higher than what it is now. I think now it sounds more fuller than compared to back then. But, yeah, um, not to stray away from the question, my fault. Um, One thing I must say... When I when I be recording, my favorite process is like this. So I always try to find a beat first. A lot of people like writing. Like when I was in, when I was in school and I'm in situations that I don't want to be in, like hell captive or something, I'll motherfucking be writing. And I write my right hand, so I'll be writing my rhymes, you know, in my head, and then I'll find a beat, you know, and I'll just have the rhymes. But now since I got the time to sit down and like the beat, you know, and experiment more, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to find the beat first or I'm going to, you know, try to make the beat because I actually produce now too. So I'll be like, I'm going to try to make this, you know, and uh, whatchamacallit, 
Yeah, so I'll find the beat first, and then I'll get to writing. And when I write, it's kind of hard because I, I, I like people tell me I should be a, I should be a battle rapper, like Isaiah told me. I said, nigga, you should be battle rapping because you got a lot of punchlines and shit in your shit. And I don't do that on purpose; they naturally just happen. But I'll write a sixteen, right. a sixteen. If you don't know, if y'all don't know music terms, sixteen is sixteen bars. You know what I mean? So that's one line, one times sixteen. One rap line, one rap line, one light line. One rap line and one rap line, you do four bars four times. That's a 16. And uh, yeah, I, I just write my 16 and then, but oh, I fucked up. I do the hook first. So the hardest part, I get all the hard shit out the way first. That's how I like recording and all that. I get the hardest shit out the way first. So when it's time to have fun, I can have fun. Um, so I, the hook is coming up with a hook is the hardest thing to do. Finding a beat that you like is the hardest thing to do. And then the hook for the beat that you like is the hardest thing to do. Yeah. And then you do your two verses. If if three, if it's that type of party, four, if it's that type of party, you know what I mean? But honestly, that hook is a thing that comes first, in my opinion, because it's the thing that's going to carry the song and you know the most memorable. So you got to make that cool and tight. And then I get my uh, verses done and then it's recording time. And so then if, if I record it that same day, I like recording the same day, but sometimes I might just have my recording day on this week. Like, okay, this weekend I'm record these two songs. You know what I mean? That type of shit. Um, and so, yeah, I'll record and I'll record my, my uh, hook first and then I'll record my verses, then do my ad libs. And then it's a rap like that. And then it's the rest is mixing. But yeah, that's my process. You know what I mean? Like that. And I use the same exact mic right here to record too. So that's why it might sound familiar. This is the same mic. I used to use my old one, my USB mic. But yeah, Isaiah, go ahead. Yeah, just letting you know, bleep this out. Um, Larry June just dropped the video. For real? Yeah, he just dropped a little video with um Jay Worthy. Nigga, I thought that was gonna end bad. What do you mean? That nigga scared the fuck out of me. Nigga, For I real? thought with the way you raised your hand and came in, you was like, just to let y'all know, bleep this out. Oh, y'all thought, yeah, you, you, like, you like, dropped a new video. You think yeah, I'm you like, think nigga, I thought Larry died June died or something. Nigga, the way you oh, broke that, that shit down, real. I thought that nigga died. Was, Mike, you see my face? I was like, that would have been terrible. Nigga, I would have. <laughs> I would have that would have fucked that would have fucked the rest of the five, next five years up. Man, God, please look after Larry June and Dom Kennedy up, and all the niggas. Please, nigga, please, please, everybody, Jay Worthy, all them niggas, you all them, please. We don't need no more. Go on, the niggas too needed in the snake. world. Holly yeah, please pray for all of them. Yeah, man, anybody, man, everybody in the rap game, pray for him, man. I don't need nobody else leaving. But um, yeah, man. Uh, as I was saying though, um, this is a sidebar. Now I know I'll be using all these type of terms and shit like that, but I want to say this: if you're a rapper or if you plan to make music, when I was first coming out, I motherfucking neglected a lot of it. You know, oh, I ain't, I want to make beats, but I don't want to learn no play piano. I don't want to learn no instruments. Uh, when I first start rapping. I don't need to know how to write a verse. I don't need to know no song structure. I don't need to know how to count no bars. That held me back. Listen, don't run away from music theory. If you plan to take this serious and you plan this to be what you do for a living or life or whatever it may be. Now, if it's just a hobby and you a nigga like to bust a rhyme every now and then, you might not need this. 
But I'm saying as far as everybody else, if you want to take this shit serious and be about your shit, learn. And now I'm, I understand when you hear music theory, you're like, ah, nigga, I don't need to know that. And that's white people shit. Look, when you when you listen to mu- when you listen to music, all this shit's music theory, dog. And the more you understand what you're doing, the further you're gonna be able to go, and the more sense shit's gonna be able to make. Like, for example, not all music theory is, you know, complex. Like I'm saying you gotta be Miles Davis with the shit, but just like, for example, learning how to count a bars on a beat. Look, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, two. You know what I mean? That right there is me counting two bars right there. You know what I mean? A four count. A four count is one, two, three, four. Naturally, as a human, we nod our head to the beat. You know what I mean? So, you know, when you use that right there, you have a personal metronome in your brain at all times. So when you count one, two, three, four, that's music theory right there. I was counting one bar. Now, they're going, a lot of people, they try to scare you into buying their course. Oh, learn music theory right now, one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to try to hype it up like music theory. Oh, my God, it takes years and years to master and learn. Anything takes years to master, but just to learn a few things that's going to help you out. You know, it's real simple. One, two, three, four. That's a part of music theory. That's not all music theory is. That's just one of the more simpler things. But, yeah, you know, if you're a doctor or something, you're going to learn how to operate your equipment. You're going to learn about the human body. You're going to learn about, you know, stethoscopes and medicine and shit. And also, you're going to go to school for all that shit. So same thing with, you know, a lot of people get the misconception that, you know, rappers don't know nothing. It's so easy. When you take this shit serious, it's not that easy. You know, if we if we counted every little kid that got a fucking doctor playset as a Christmas gift when they were five and counted them as a doctor, we'll have a whole lot of failed doctors and niggas that don't know what the fuck they talking about. We would we'd be like, man, that doctor whack as hell. You know what I mean? But since, you know, and a lot of people give it up. So you're going to be like, yeah, man, a lot of people failed being a doctor, if we counted every little boy that got a doctor stethoscope, play sked, lab coat, we'll be like, yeah, man, them, them niggas, they failed. You know, it's, it's, it ain't good being a doctor. Low bar of entry. You know what I mean? But if we, you know, we got to look at rappers and count the ones that actually take the shit serious. Everybody looks at every fucking 12-year-old or 5-year-old that got a microphone for Christmas and counts them as a rapper. Nigga then stole FL Studio at 13 and all of a sudden we count them as a music producer. A rapper, you know what I mean. But if we counted every little boy that got a stethoscope as a you know little boy, and you know five years old, we have a lot of failed doctors too. So we got to set the bar. Like, okay, this person dropped five albums or five pieces of work. This is how it works for somebody that puts this much quality and time in their craft, you know, and networks with these artists the right way. This is what you can get when you hustle like them and build your career like them. Same as a doctor, you know, you go to school for the shit. So. That's all I'm saying. If we're going to look at here, we got to look at here, too. You know what I mean? We can't just look at, oh, okay, you went to school and was a doctor. You know what I mean? And then we're going to look at rappers and say, oh, yeah, it's easy to be a rapper. Ten-year-old beat it on the desk and rapping. He's a rapper. You know what I mean? Nah. We got to look at what you would call it, credentials versus credentials, not credentials versus nothing. You know what I mean? And say, oh, this is easy. So I think that's a misconception. You got to know what you're doing just like that doctor know what they're doing. So that's why I think rappers, everybody, if you want to get in music and you want to take it serious, learn what the fuck you're doing and what you're talking about because it's only going to help you. It ain't going to hurt you. You're going to love yourself. I love I love the fact that I sat down one day and said, man, I'm going to learn what I'm doing. Best thing I ever did. Now, I'm not the greatest of all time yet right now, but nigga, trust me. <laughs> if I didn't do that, 
then you know I wouldn't even be in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Next topic. Yeah. Let's see. Yo, got one? Um. By the yeah. fans? For the viewers? Oh, that was a question of the oh, day, right there. Okay, guys. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so, so, uh, going with an interesting one. Oh, here I got one. How did you know? I next question. We're going to transition from that topic right there, though. How did y'all know, or what got you into rap music? What was the moment that you looked at it and said, "Man, this rap thing is for me. This is what I want to do." Or you saw somebody doing it cool. Like, what was the first time that y'all said, man, this shit dope right here. I could really, I got a shot at this. This is something I can do. Go ahead, Isaiah. To be honest, when I started rapping, um, I was actually in a, like, in a dark place when I started writing. Um, this was my, I want to say my sophomore year, and this was when I was doing therapy, and I really didn't start listening to, well, I've been around hip-hop, like, I didn't really start listening to rap until, like, eighth grade, because my parents were really strict, and every time I, you know, was with my sister. She would play Kanye. She played Drake and all that other shit. You know what yep, I'm saying? My name. Yep, my name. And, um, and when I really didn't, and actually, I didn't really start getting into rap rap until I started hanging out with my cousin a lot more. You know what I'm saying? My cousin Cameron, and he used to play all that, you know, Used to play RJ, you know, YG, Slim 400, all those other niggas, you know what I'm saying? And then that's when I started listening to the rap and I was listening to that shit when I went to, when I had my phone, when I went to a field trip. I got my first, you know, touchscreen phone. I had an Android and I would play that in the bus, you know what I'm saying? Going to that field trip. And that's when I really, you know, started listening to rap and then I started going deeper and deeper in, into rap when I found Joe Lucas and then like I'm in a deep state to where I listen to a lot of other shit now like I don't just listen to lyrical rap I listen to a lot of West Coast shit you know um, the game Kendrick Lamar um Sugar Free, Larry June. Um <laughs> I named I didn't get into Nipsey Hustle until my cousin really showed me uh his shit. I forgot the project that he showed me. Um who else? Draco, um uh 
I got into Greedo, O three O three Greedo. Um And then I started, and then Ryan got me into Big L. I didn't start listening to Big Pun. Really didn't start listening to Big Pun my sophomore year. Um, there's so many people that I've, that I've listened to already. You know, that's on my playlist. Yeah. My playlist, Spotify playlist, which was deleted, I had... I also listen to a lot of UK rap. Um, mm. On my Spotify playlist, I had well over a thousand songs from different artists. So, so I feel that. Shit, same here. It was deleted all the Yeah, that's fucked up when you get your playlist deleted. Not deleted, uh, deleted. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm telling you, nigga. I got speech problems. Sometimes my motherfucking tongue get lazy and I don't love that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. But yeah, um, what about you, Brian? What, what was you your moment? What was your moment in life to when this rap stuff I can I can really do this or you was inspired to or what got you into it? That type of shit. That oh, you ain't yeah. gotta answer pinpoint but like that type of feel. Yeah, so uh, it started with, uh, I believe it was, it was J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar that inspired the fuck out of me to rap, and uh, in 2015, right, I was I was hella, hella fucking inspired. I was like, what, 12 in 2015, 12 or 13? No, I was 12 about to be 13, and then uh, it was me and my dad and Noah and uh, uh, my older brother, Jabri, uh, we went to go see the uh, Straight Outta Compton movie and seeing the, the the legendary status of them, right? Seeing the legacy and seeing the 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 lane that they paved and inspired me to rap to where they were just so fucking rebellious to where it's like they didn't give a fuck about the rules, the laws, the, the regulations. They didn't care about the circumstances. Like, nigga, they wanted to speak up for, for what was right. And uh, um, and they're still considered legendary to this day. And then also uh, being told growing up that I can't rap or, or am I supposed to? Or why are you doing that? That just kept me going forward with it. You know, being told what I can and cannot do uh, was one of the greatest things that was ever told to me. And being made fun of for wanting to do it and being told that I can't make it doing it. And then the person that really inspired me to just also be weird, like I've always, you know, been myself growing up was uh, Tyler the Creator. Because he, he a weird-ass motherfucker. <laughs> for real, like, you know, Tyler Creator is one of those weird, crazy, unorthodox motherfuckers that I love to death. Like, he's just so unapologetically, you know, you know what I mean? Like, he's just a crazy motherfucker, and I love it. And he just, you know, he could say uh, all types of off-the-wall, you know, snapping niggas' neck type shit. You know, he's just a dope-ass nigga. That's why I related to him so much. And, uh, uh, yeah, rap rap, rap has just always been the thing that, that inspired me, like producers. Uh, Jay Diller, you know, inspired me. Ninth Wonder, Noah Forty. Battlecat, DJ Quick, for sure, Kanye West, Timbaland, uh, you know, all of them producers and whatnot inspired me to fucking rap this nigga. I'm not in rap for the money. Fuck the money, nigga. I want to do shit for, for the world and the culture and just to love fucking rap. So that's what got me into rap. Right. You know? Oh, man, that's, that's real uh, hip-hop appreciation right there, man. Uh, 
One of the things I'm going to say, it's a real long story, but I know it's a California Finest podcast. So I want to tell y'all all, but to wrap it up, um, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to pinpoint which exact moment in my life said, man, rap, this is it. Because when I was a little boy, my mom would always tell me when that uh, Snoop Dogg Drop It Like It's Hot came out, I'll be the first little nigga on the TV and I'll be seeing it and I'll go to the video and I'll be in my little underwear or diaper or whatever the fuck and I'll be standing up looking at it going, you know what I mean? And she say, ever since then, she said, you always be dancing to some music. You'll like the, every time that video came on, you get up and start dancing, looking at it. I'm like, yeah. So when I look at it now, I'm like, yeah, you know, I've been hearing this song all my life. But, um, you know, when he fuck with Pharrell, he was, man, them niggas, Pharrell, sidebar, there was a point in history, in music history, where Pharrell and Chad Hugo was responsible for over 60% of every hit. Them niggas was fucking the charts up. Running shit, man. They them niggas defined the sound at one point. Like they, 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 also cyborg. Not can you off a nigga, but niggas don't know that for real. Had produced for LL Cool J, uh, of course Snoop Dogg and uh, uh, Khalees too. I don't know if y'all niggas know who Khalees is, but Khalees, all her production was made by for real. Man. And also, her album uh, Wonderland. Noah told me this. My my brother Noah told me that uh, her her album Wonderland, uh. That album was only dropped in the UK and not in America because the label saw it as something that that had no direction. But that album was supposed to be the future of pop music, so the label didn't even believe in what the fuck her vision was, and so that caused a dispute between uh, Khalees and uh, Chad Hugo and uh, for real and had Khalees thinking that oh well, fucking label will take some damn music, but not even a bad a bad record or uh, a record deal or a bad you know label. So uh, that's what happened and. The album didn't get dropped in the U.S. until like maybe 2015 or maybe 2019, even though the album dropped in 2001. So, a little sidebar. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. But, uh, what you gonna call it? So, that was one. My mama told me that I used to fuck with that heavy. But um, it was a point in my life when I'll say from like 10 years old, no, like nine years old to 12 years old where I pretty much, I can recall listening to only oldies. And I think not even 10, I'd probably say like from seven to eight, from seven to 12, because like I used to listen to shit like James Brown, the Spinners, motherfucking the Stylistics, you know what I mean? Bootsy Collins and shit. I used to listen to like Jimi Hendrix. I already said this before, but like, I like Chuck Berry a lot. You know what I mean? Chuck Berry, listen to a lot of Motown, listen to a lot of blues. You know what I mean? I listen to a lot of older shit, BB King, uh, you know, shit like that. And uh I would just listen to all this old music. Little Richard, I love Little Richard. To this day, I play the shit out some Little Richard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'll be listening to all this old music, cooling the gang and them, you know, all them. And uh you it was to a point to where I was 12 one day and I had the PlayStation 3. And I remember I told you about Westside Connection on the PS3. Motherfucking. It was this nigga with these grills all in his mouth, right? This 2016, mind you, I'm 12 years old. Just started working out. Nigga, it's this nigga with these gold grills in his mouth. Had fucking cross tattooed on his forehead, teardrops, grills all in his mouth. And so me, I was younger then and I was ignorant. And I said, who the fuck is this nigga, you know, acting like these other rappers? I had a rap was something in the back of my mind. It wasn't to the front. You know what I mean? It was just something in the back of my mind. I had all the old shit right here ready to go, but in the back of my mind, rap was there. 
You know what I mean? And so I knew I liked rap music. I didn't play it really at all. I was just in the older shit. And then motherfucking, I clicked on the video and it's motherfucking, I'm like, nigga, this shit is hard. You know what I mean? It, it blew my mind. And, and the artist it was was Kevin Gates. Really, really. You know what I mean? And two phones. I'm like, man, it was two phones and really, really. So, you know, I'm looking at like, man, I'll never judge nobody again. You know what I mean? Because I listened to his interviews. And I'm like, man, this nigga's sharp. He reminded me a lot of myself. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, man, I'm never going to judge nobody off my first at him again in life because that just changed me. And then I listened to this other nigga. And it's like, I'm your pusher, man. I'm your I'm your pusher, man. Pill, uh, no. Pill, pill something. So it was, I forgot how it go, but it had Childish Gambino on there. And uh, motherfucking, uh, it was Chance the Rapper, so I'm pushing, man. You know what I mean? And I listened to Chance the Rapper. I got to him. And I'm listening to all his shit. I'm like, man, this nigga hard than a motherfucker. You know what I mean? He had an acid rap in 10 day. I fell in love right there, man. So I just started listening to rap music. I went on a East Coast Frenzy. I'm listening to Nas. Big L, Big P, I'm listening to everybody, man. So, you know, that right there sparks my love for rap music. And then what made me realize I can do it is I was 14 years old and I had a motherfucking friend. His name Tariq. I think you're by A6M Reek now or A6M Tariq or Lil Reek. I forgot. It's one of them. Um, uh, you know, it's my know, nigga right there. Right he came to my house with his brother and a few homies. And we all got on the mic. Now, I did not know how to uh, produce that that good, but niggas just knew I had something. So they came over to my spot, and we arranged it like that. Motherfucking, we recorded, and my nigga did a deep cover remix. He was rapping. He was, fuck the police coming straight from the ag town. Nigga, something going to check in my bag now. You know what I mean? And that nigga, I remember them two bars. That nigga killed that shit. I ain't going to lie. I think that nigga was one of the best rappers I knew at that time of my life. Um pretty much that nigga right there we all was recording one day he said man i want you to hop on this shit and so i'm looking at it like damn these niggas trying to include me on the track so you get on this shit and it was a mike sherm asshole beat right i remember y'all remember that you know yeah. what i mean they said they said nigga we, we want you to get on here and so i wrote down some bars real quick i didn't write yet remind you i wasn't i, I used to write little bars like you know what my favorite rapper said i'll remix it in my book I mean, but that's just to the side when I was doodling in like sixth, seventh grade. You know what I mean? Nigga, this is freshman year. So I get up the mic. You know what I mean? I'm standing up. And I remember I said this. I said, nigga trying to press you, bitch. Fuck is you saying? Pull up to your block, bitch. Whole clip spraying. All I ever needed was a mic and a yak. Couple bad bitches I could fuck with some yak. Baker with the bread, bitch. I make a whole loaf. Smash once, disappear. Bitch, I'm a ghost. Time one, the cable got bitches on demand. Say you fucking bitches, but you only use your hand. And that was that was that was one of them right there. I know it, was, it wasn't all that, but nigga, I felt like Superman once I said that shit on the mic. And I was just writing shit, and we, we were just writing songs and writing bars. And that nigga told me, he said, "Man, look." That nigga looked at me dead in my face. He said, "Man, look." He, I think he was fourteen or fifteen then too. He looked at me and said, "My nigga, you'll be a real raw, dope ass nigga if you just sat down one day and took this shit serious. If you just said, man, you gonna rap? You know what I mean? You'll be a raw ass nigga.'" And I remember that. Like, you know what? And one day when I was 15, I said, fuck it, nigga, I'm going to take this serious. And around when I was 15, I started loving all that, you know, other type of rap, that West Coast rap and shit like that. Got real into that. So, you know, just I know it's a long winded story, but that's, you know, how I knew, like, yeah, nigga, I can really do this. You know what I mean? And it's been history since. 
legendary ass story. Yeah. yeah. But the first what? time I ever reported something was with my uncle. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it was me and my uncle. He told me to hop on. He helped me write a couple bars, you know, just for fun. <coughs> I had a hard time thinking about thinking this shit. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, hey, like, because I don't want to, you know, because in the song, I didn't want to say nothing dirty and then how my parents think about shit. You know what I'm saying? See, think about something dirty. So he helped me write the verse. And it was a clean cut verse. It wasn't, there wasn't no curse. There wasn't any cursing or any of that. You know what I'm saying? Because at the time, I didn't, you know, know how to write. Like, I didn't, because I cursed a lot, obviously, in high school. That's like some dirty shit, you know. But um, when I hopped on that verse, you know, and he helped me write that shit, I, I, when I listened to it, I wasn't really fucking with it because it was my first time and plus I was nervous as shit, you know. But now, like, whenever I record, now I, I know now. I'm fucking raw with it. Like, it just comes easily like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ron, Mark, y'all even hear, heard me, you know, during that day when I spit that, you know, that verse that I wrote. Remember that yeah. day when I was flowing yeah. the fuck out of that shit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man. So. Nigga, hey, 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 Mark, nigga, now. I... Now for the. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, keep, keep talking. I was gonna say, uh, right quick for the viewers though, nigga. Like Mark, remember the uh, all over the seas, nigga. That shit went crazy the first night. Watch out for me, I'll be all over the seas. Yeah. Told me some was bad shit, man. Man, that shit, the nigga. Like me and Mark felt like motherfucking, like 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 motherfucking uh, uh Drake and Noah Forty or motherfucking uh Freddie Gibbs and uh and Mad Lib or Alchemist, nigga. That shit was like the way he put that shit man. together. And then I saw that ad lib too, like like because after the song or the verses were recorded. And the hook was done. Uh, Mark said, "Nigga, record some ad libs and send them through." And so I did it, and I sent the motherfuckers through. And he just arranged that shit so perfectly, nigga. And I was like, "Oh my god, nigga, that shit was like so smooth." And I was like, one of the first songs uh, that I recorded and was actually confident in it because before that, uh, I hated my voice. I did so many fucking takes. I, me and Mark were just fucking irritated at that point. We, we wanted to crash our systems and shit, toss our shit against the fucking brick wall. And just fucking uh, obliterate our shit. And uh, uh, I kept, <laughs> no, I swear to God. And it's like, I kept realizing that uh, before, like, I was sounding like Jay Z for some reason. And Mark can even attest to this shit too. I was sounding like Jay Z in my head for some reason. But I don't know. It was a weird time. But luckily, uh, I figured that shit out. And I'm not, you know, breaking shit or smashing shit. But I have put holes in walls from being angry at studio sessions at home and uh, uh, being real. That's when you really dedicated. <laughs> put my Man, look, I almost <laughs> I ain't put I ain't never put no hole in the wall, you know what I mean? But I will say, nigga, I I got mad one day because I recorded like three songs one day, and then I woke oh, up the yeah. next morning ready to hear it. Like you know, I got my breakfast in me and everything. You know, I had a good workout. I'm vibrating high and shit. I go and I sit down with my laptop. All right, man, I'm gonna review my highlights. What I did yesterday. Okay, cool. Let me play that. All of a sudden, no data found. I'm looking at all my motherfucking vocal takes. I'm like, it's just a, a red line saying this is what you don't have. You don't have that. Don't have that. I'm like, man, that fucking broke my heart because I killed them three tracks that day too. I was spitting. I was sweating. 
nigga working like a fucking slave. But you know what? It's all to the game, though. You know, it's all experience. You know, you 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 gonna have some times where you're like, man, fuck this shit. But it's all worth it in the end. But really um, really yeah, this nigga right here was sounding like Jay Z at first though too. You know, his vocal man. style. It was it, it was just different and crazy seeing the seeing the before and after to where it's like right now I don't sound like him as much as I'm more so sound like myself. But starting out though, like even though I wasn't, I mean I, I mean I still am a huge fan of Jay Z and I and I was back then. But it's like I wasn't listening to Jay Z Jay Z at the time. But it, I just sounded like Jay Z. I was coming off as Jay Z or whatnot, and uh, um. I thought that was cool, but whatnot. But I was trying to, I was trying to kind of transition from that. And uh, yes, the the recording process is fucking irritating. I mean, you can even see it with the most famous rappers in the world. Like, man, niggas have broken equipment, smashed shit. Niggas have banged on shit. Niggas don't don't walk out of recording sessions and shit. So I can feel they pain, nigga. Like, so if you a nigga that wants to take this shit serious, keep in mind that you will be fucking frustrated. You will be angry on your way to success, and that's okay. That's how it's supposed to be. When you're passionate about something, you become angry. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, some niggas don't comprehend that, but, you know, it's all right. But you know what? Mm-hmm. You know, we've been rolling for some time now, and I just want to say, you know, if you ever supported any of us in any way, whether it was financially, emotionally, sharing our shit, whatever it may be, that we fuck with you, we love you, you know what I mean? And this has been another episode of California's motherfucking finest podcast on a. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, final remarks. Final remarks. Uh, anything you all want to say to the viewers? I fucked up. Y'all go ahead. Y'all say what y'all want to say to the this viewers. And it was faded out. Yeah. You know, it's California finest up in this motherfucker. We only up from here. Uh, check out Mark's music. Check out my music. And be on the lookout for uh, you know, my nigga Isaiah dropping his motherfucking project within four to five months, maybe six months, if not earlier. You know what I mean? So we finna come on a rise too and uh get it shine as well. So only up from here, not down from here. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Isaiah, anything you wanna say to the people? None. Um not really, you know what I'm saying? We all, you know. Thank y'all for watching the podcast. Really appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Doing numbers, we doing good. You know what I'm saying? Doing organic. You know what I'm saying? It's always staying organic, staying free, staying free. Trying to find that financial freedom. Hope and hope y'all is doing the same thing as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, all right. To all our male male viewers, fuck a bad bitch. And, and if the bad bitch got some pretty tall suckles, motherfuckers, I don't give a fuck what. Hey, nigga, hey, hold on. No, I'm playing. Hey, if, if you get, I don't give a fuck. Hey, if you get down like that, hey, nigga, by all means, enjoy your bitch. But you know what? Yeah, Me the type of nigga, uh, you know, I'm gonna say this. Fuck a bad bitch, get rich. Don't give a fuck what nobody say because guess what? When you speak from a place of purity, you don't gotta watch what you say. You know what I mean, nigga? I, we we all speak from places of greatness. You know what I mean? We Ain't no negative that, bullshit. We whatever we want to say, nigga. And if I say, nigga, you have my approval, nigga. If a bitch got a nice ass pedicure, nigga, you better fucking suck those motherfuckers. Because best believe when I'm famous and the bitch got pretty ass motherfucking feet, I, I'm going to fucking suck the fuck out of them, nigga. I don't give a fuck. I'm a nasty ass nigga. And I do not give a fuck at all. You know what I mean? I love who yeah. I am. 
weird, sick, twisted motherfucker. And if you don't like me, nigga, you don't like real niggas. And that means you probably aren't one. So, mm, I feel that. And also, fuck a bitch deep in her. You know what? That uh, second back door back there, you know what I mean? And don't pull out, nigga. Let that bitch catch that one. You know what I mean? She, You pitching, she catching. You know what I mean? But yeah, this been a, this been another episode. <laughs> We love y'all, and I already did the outro, but fuck it. We're going to do it again. That's been another episode of California's Finest Motherfucking Podcast on a... Suck it to me. In a real way. What's going on, fellas? Yo, Ryan, it's time for you to... It's time for your suffering. Suffering? What the fuck? This is kind of fucking a cult. Nigga, it's time for your suffering, nigga.